Father's Day. And I know that that is a happy time and a sad time for many of us. Um, uh, I think most of us in this room have lost our fathers or are near losing our fathers, perhaps. But the father love, the father energy, the father protection, the father order, the father decisiveness, the qualities of the father, which might or might not have been present in our human fathers, or were present to greater and lesser degrees, those qualities belong to us because they are the qualities of God. And so that's what I want to talk about today as we honor our earthly fathers, as we honor, as I honor the father of my daughter, as we honor our earthly fathers, I want to talk about our divine father. And that divine masculine, which is in each and every one of us. That tell you, I, can't, I couldn't do what I do if I didn't have a good dose, good healthy dose of the divine masculine. <laughs> Also, I'm a real early girl. I'm a crier, I'm a nurturer, I'm a nester. All of that exists in me and much, much more. So if I have all of that within me, what would make us think that God is a he? I'll tell you why God is a he. Because the Hebrew language does not have the pronoun it. It only has he or she. Everything must be assigned one or the other. Some languages have he, she, and it. German has he, she, and it. French has only has he and she. you got to be one or the other. And when you're being run by a patriarchal society where brute strength <laughs> is king, right, then um, the people who get to decide what it's called are, are the ones. Okay? So um, I'm, there is, and I think what is happening in this world right now is we are coming to an understanding of it of the divine feminine and the price, the heavy price we have paid for ignoring it. But as we bring forth the divine feminine, as we celebrate it, as we understand the beautiful qualities of it, let's not forget that the masculine qualities of God are good. Everything carried to an extreme is not good. Everything that is balanced through polarity is good, works for the good. So I want to talk about those divine masculine qualities that all of us have that we can identify and put more energy to if we want certain things to come forth in our lives. We're not going to get it maybe from the divine energy. There are certain things that we're only going to get by serving our masculine energy and by... Um, What's the word I'm looking for? By putting our, our minds on that divine masculine that's in us, that's in the world, that's in all. So this is our gift from the Father, the song I just sang. We are safe, we are cherished, all is well. I hope that you had an earthly father who made you feel safe and cherished. But whether you did or not, you have a divine father and you are safe and you are cherished, and all is well. And that divine masculine, that divine father, is both imminent and transcendent, okay? Imminent, it's in here. It's personal. It's us. It is, it can be used according
according to our will. And it is transcendent. It is everywhere. It's so much bigger than our personal selves can imagine. It's all of that. So transcendent is above and outside of, right? Not intimately involved. It's like principle or law. God has law. The law of gravity, that's masculine energy. <laughs> okay? Law, principle, um, the highest possible perspective. Hmm. Sometimes when humans have to look at the whole picture and act according to what's best, what's for the good of all, it can seem cruel to some individuals who aren't getting what they want. But when you act from the highest perspective, you understand that the good of the whole is more important than the good of the few. And that is the divine masculine. That's what the divine masculine has to do. The divine feminine gets to go, you and you and you and you, I get to pull in and cherish. Perhaps a little more intimate. But there is an imminent divine father also that doesn't necessarily take the highest view, but is within. It is the innate wisdom that each of us has. It is our intelligence. It is our reason. It is our tendency to want order. It's all of that. And so can you see how, um, let's just talk about some, some polarities within the masculine and feminine so we can maybe get a better grasp on what the divine masculine is and how beautiful it can be. So the divine masculine carries a certain amount of authority. And there are times in life when we have to express our authority, whether anybody likes it or not. We know what's ours to do, and we're doing it, and we have to express our authority. In um, the divine feminine, we express our influence, right? So authority, influence. If you only influence and you never, ever actually say what needs to be said, is that a healthy life? Or if you're authoritarian and cannot listen to anyone else's point of view and are absolutely unable to be influenced by anybody and don't care whether you influence anybody else because you're just telling them this is the way it is. Is that a healthy life? Influence and authority moving in this beautiful dance, this dance of polarity, like a seesaw. Put too much weight on one side, it's no longer a toy, it's no longer a game, it's no fun anymore. But as long as this dance goes on, there's this, there's this beauty, there's this movement, there's this motion within us as human beings and within our world as a world. So divine masculine plan, we like to have a plan, we want things to be in order, we're independent, um, we want to protect. It's a very strong protective instinct in the divine masculine. There's also a strong protective instinct in the divine feminine. But when you think of plan and order, then you also, on the feminine side, think of creativity, spontaneity. <laughs> plan, spontaneous. Plan, spontaneous. Plans are good. They are necessary. If you're going to build a building, you better have a plan. If you're going to drive from A to B, you better have a plan of how to get there. But also, when you are driving from A to B and you hit a detour sign, you 
better be able to act with some creativity and spontaneity and take another way. Go home by another way. So spontaneous creation, self-sufficiency, independence is masculine. And that I've shared before in a sermon here that that is one of the gifts I got from my father. When I was very young, my father was very protective and he was the one that I wanted if there was anything real scary going on because I felt like he was strong enough to save me from anything. Um, I've also shared that my father um, became an alcoholic and that that safety and protection disappeared from my life at some point where he actually felt more dangerous than, um, than protective. But I, I knew what that protection looked like. I knew what it was. And one of the gifts that he gave me in the time when he was not protective of me was he gave me the gift of self-sufficiency and independence. When I understood that I could not rely on him for protection, I had to look within myself and find what I needed to protect myself. And I have been grateful for that gift every day of my adult life. It didn't seem like much of a gift at the time, but oh my gosh, it's an amazing gift. So independence and self-sufficiency, we need that. Or we're just like, Bleh. no boundaries, just hanging all over other people and following their decisions and waiting for them to do things for us. But if we're only self-sufficient, if we're only independent, then we lose out on relationship which is one of the most beautiful, maybe the most beautiful gift in this human life, is relationship. Only relationship where we don't know who we are, if we don't have somebody in the room with us to tell us, it's not a healthy way to live. Completely independent where we don't need anybody and don't want anybody, is not a healthy way to live. Independence and relationship and balance brings health. Brings health. God is the sun, powerful, powerful, so powerful that you get burned. <laughs> um, the feminine is the moon, is more reflective. The moon reflects light all over. And if you ever notice, it takes a certain amount of darkness to have reflections happen. So there's that sort of feeling of creativity in there. Um, the divine masculine is transcendent. The divine feminine is embodied. When you're feeling in touch with your body and your senses, that is a very feminine quality. So to be able to be transcendent, to think, to not be dependent upon the needs and wants of your body is important. But to only be living in your head is not healthy. I know, because I've done that. Is not healthy. So we have to be embodied too because our bodies are here for a reason. We're having, we had a human birth. We were given this gift of our bodies. Are we going to ignore it all of our lives or are we going to pay attention to it because it has messages for us? It has lessons to teach us. Once again, balance. The masculine is a firm hand, is the rod and staff that they talk that is spoken of by the psalmist. My rod and my staff, they comfort me. Rods and staffs were not used to beat sheep with. They were there to guide sheep, to keep them out of danger. And the feminine of that is nurturing, is the actual, um, so there's guidance, 
that's a little bit from distance. I'm not using my arm to guide you, I'm using my staff to guide you. And then there's this nurture where I just enclose you in my arms. Think about raising children. If you, only, if you don't let them out of your arms, they're not going to get very far. If you let them go and don't guide them anywhere, just let them know that you love them, that's not going to do it either. Balance, balance, balance. Have y'all thought that this lesson is about balance? Okay, maybe I don't have to keep saying it, but I might. So, God is, is decisive, the, the, the masculine God is decisive. Like, this is what needs to be done, here's how it goes. The feminine nature of God is intuitive. Like, mm, let's just see. Let's feel into what needs to be done. Because making a decision without all the facts is not always good. Um, just wandering around and never making a decision is not actually good either. It's got to have both. We have to have both. And I think so much about, about this job and how it really um, it needs that. There's a time when I have to be very collaborative. And there's a time when I have to say, okay, this is, this is what we're doing, right or wrong. We have to go in some direction, so this is the direction we're going to go. But that balance, not my way or the highway, and also not, I don't know, what do you want to do? I don't know, what do you want to do? It's, it's, it's both. It's both and. And there's a beautiful, I just, I think of it as a dance. It's a beautiful dance that goes on. And when I start leaning too far to one side or the other, I get uncomfortable. If I'm paying attention to myself, which would be my feminine side, using my intuition and listening to my body, then I'm going to be, I'm going to start to feel uncomfortable when I'm out of balance in either direction. Um, male energy, initiative. Here we go. Let's get started. The feminine energy is more responsive. Okay, here's what's happening. Here's how, here's my part in it. Once again, you don't need one or the other. You have to have both. Progress. Human wealth, that is a very masculine quality, and we are seeing the results of the divine masculine run riot in our worldly definition of success. And our ability to create things that aren't actually good for us. And our not being able quite emotionally mature enough or even intellectually mature enough to catch up with what we're doing with these very clever creations that we've made from the divine masculine. So that progress, wealth, the other side of that is nature, is our connection with the natural world. It's not that all progress is bad. You know, when we were only living in the natural world and we had no progress, well gosh, when this disease came through, most of us would have been dead. We just passed it and passed it and passed it and passed it until we were cold. And that might have been what Mother Nature was trying to do. But we're smart enough that we went, oh, let's figure this out. And we developed ways to keep ourselves from succumbing to it. It's a both and. It's a both and. And I think we are, as a society, as, as a globe, as a world, we are fighting so much for balance here that we have been for so long. Just progress is progress is progress. Doesn't matter what happens. It doesn't matter what the results of that are. Um, especially when the results are somewhere down the line and harder for us to see. 
especially when the results of progress are more likely to happen more quickly to those who are powerless and poor than to the people who are creating the progress who are powerful and wealthy. So we need this connection with nature to go, this is our planet. We're not going to kill it, but we might kill ourselves. So it's not about, I will never, I, I'm telling you right now, I try my best to conserve energy, to reuse things, to not buy or use disposable things, to think about when I, what I throw away, when I throw it away, because there is no way there's earth. You know, I've said that before, I'm going to say it again. There is no way. When you think you're throwing it away, you're not throwing it away. You're throwing it on earth, in earth. So if the earth can't absorb it, then you are polluting it forever. May I say styrofoam? <laughs> One of my personal missions is to get rid of that. But um, this idea that, you know, but still, I'm going to air condition my house. Now I'm going to think about what I set it to. I'm not going to get all petty and have to have my every, I'm a little bit hot, so crank it way down. Some kind of happy medium. Some kind of happy medium. And, you know, I'm not setting myself up as the arbiter of balance because eh, talk to the people who live with me and you'll get a clearer idea about how balanced I am. But I see it as a goal and I pay attention to it. And then when I pay attention, I can adjust. Doing, functionality is very masculine. Being is very feminine. So we talk a lot in this church about we are the one love. We are that. And then the expression of that love out into the world is the masculine. So what do we do with it? What do we do with it? What do we allow it to motivate us to do? We have to have both. If we're doing, 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 we completely lose touch with who we are. So we've got to have the being and the doing. Energy and rest. You also have to have rest. It's the way the world is set up. Sun, moon. Work, sleep. Play. Divine feminine is play. Divine masculine is win. <laughs> so there's a, there's a healthy amount of competition that can go on in play, but if your play becomes about win, it's no longer if you're only playing, well, that's probably okay, but, you know, somebody like your partner in a spades game may get mad at you. <laughs> Judgment, which we talk about a lot in here. Judging others is not judging ourselves, putting a judgment on. And, but we do use discernment. We need discernment. We need to know, is this a safe way to go or is it not? Is this the kind thing to do or is it not? We need to be able to discern, not to pass judgment, but to discern our way. That's a masculine quality, and it is balanced by acceptance of what is no matter what. Tolerance and acceptance. Judgment and discernment. We need it all. We need it all. So as you walk into your week, think about this. Any quality any quality can be destructive if it's not balanced by its polar 
We talk about, I want to talk about polarity rather than opposites because opposites seems like something that's so far away and they're not. It's just the other side of the same coin. Polarity. Polarity means the quality or condition in a body that exhibits opposite or contrasted properties or powers or in contrasted parts and directions. Contrast. It's one of the ways we know who we are. It's the way our vision works. We have to see the contrast between this thing and that thing or they're just a blur. Contrast. So think in terms of contrast. Contrast brings clarity and it also brings strength. So that strength, brute strength, not backed up by the heart of caring about the good of ourselves and another is destructive. Brute strength with complete heart and love behind it can be the most powerful force in the world. Clarity. Balance. That is what I wish for you. I'm going to close this by again saying this prayer that's actually a prayer by James Dillett Freeman that was part of the song I sang earlier. The light of God surrounds us. The love of God enfolds us. The power of God protects us. The presence of God watches over us. Wherever we are, God is. And all is well. Let's take that into meditation. So if you will just get comfortable in your chair, move around in whatever way you need to, and breathe. Meditation is a perfect example of balance. Here we are in our bodies. We're not trying to ignore them. Centering ourselves into our bodies. Realizing that our mind is housed within the body, so it's not one or the other, it's both. And so with our minds, we focus attention on our body, on the breath. Breathing in, and breathing out. As you go through this process of sending peace to your body,
anything in you right now that's saying, nope, nope, I'm not connected to God. I can't see it, I can't feel it. That's okay, you're not alone in that either. Mother Teresa often said she couldn't feel God. But she went out and she did the work of love every day. And she spent her knew that God was there whether or not she could feel it. 
Sufi say, we put up a thousand veils between us and God. But there are no veils between God and us. Anytime we push our veils aside, anytime we open the curtains, anytime we let a chink of light in that could open our hearts or change our minds, there God is. Accept the truth that all is well, whether or not we feel it in spirit.